0: Hey babes, I'm Elle Darcy and this is You Are Your Answer, a life advice podcast where you discover how to turn on your own intuition. Join me every other week as I share fresh takes and fierce truths that help you find the answers to your realest, deepest questions on all things womanhood, relationships, and everything in between. Because the truth is, what is right for you isn't found somewhere out there. It's already within you and it's time to tune in. Hello, welcome back to You Are Your Answer. This is life advice done differently. And a lot of times I think that life advice is given to us and it's so prescriptive. And when we don't follow someone else's advice to a T, it could be our therapist, it could be our family, it could be our best friend, it doesn't really matter. But unless it comes from within, unless we have our own knowing about what is right for us, then it's never gonna work, (laughs) in my opinion. So this is everything that I want to do and teach on this podcast is about how to find your own answers. So yes, I will offer some advice, but most of that advice is going to be leading you back to finding your own answers through really great questions. And I had a situation with my family, who doesn't, um, leading up to Thanksgiving that really kind of was the catalyst for this episode, the six tips to surviving the holiday season. And more than surviving, it's like, how do we, and, it, and it's a, maybe it's an overused concept, but I do like it. It's like, how do we move from surviving to thriving in our lives as adults? A lot of times I feel like we have these expectations and these roles that we have been given or we are expected to play in our families. Maybe you are the good girl. Maybe you're the black sheep. Maybe you're the outspoken one. I always think of my favorite holiday movie, The Family Stone, where everybody just had this very intense role. And when they learned how to step out of it and then the other people appreciated them, for who they were in that moment versus the identity they were given everybody like comes together and finds happiness and so when i was thinking about like my six top tips for surviving i was like no i we're not in survival mode anymore how do we thrive how do we move the needle how do we change it so that it's a holiday season honestly we don't want to escape from that we don't need to call our therapist about <laughs> my therapist is on speed dial most holidays and this this holiday season i feel like we're going to do okay just having like our regular every two week check in you know how how are we not going to leave the holidays crying i mean how many parties have you left like in a fight, a blowout, somebody crying, having the Yankee swap gift that you least wanted. Like I'm just more interested in how can we make the holidays a place where we feel like we can be our most authentic selves, where we can at least accept ourselves and not abandon ourselves, right? Like that, like that's the biggest thing. Like my my interest is in I am far more interested in disappointing other people before I'm ever going to disappoint or abandon myself ever again and really that came up quite strongly in my family and I swear I'm going to get into the six tips but this is this is important. So the people who had the biggest impact on me, who raised me, are my grandparents. I love them so much. Richard and Louise are the most special people besides my daughter. Um, and they have dementia. They are not doing well. I ha- help take care of them, and I invited them to Thanksgiving. And I said, you know, I would pick up a Whole Foods order because I'm not the kind of woman who is gonna cook, um, and I would pick them up at their house, and I'd bring them here, and we'd have dinner. And then they invited my uncle, who I am not close with, um, who, you know, is an election denier, an (laughs) anti-vaxxer, believes in the NRA, loves Trump. Like, he is honestly the antithesis of who I am um, at a very fundamental level. Also, at like the baseline, he makes me feel really uneasy. He doesn't feel like a safe person to be around. And In my family, it's always been, you just deal. You just got to deal. You got to get through. You got to be made uncomfortable. um, Don't speak out. Don't speak up. Don't stand up for yourself. And my grandfather kind of just invited him, didn't really ask me. And I sat with it for like a week because in my value system, my value system is everybody has a seat. At my table. Like everyone gets to come into my house and get food if they don't have a family. But he does have a family. He has just treated them so poorly that he has really ostracized himself um, from them. And so I really had to grapple with, okay, like my value system is inviting people into Thanksgiving, but this doesn't feel safe. And the more that I thought about it, the more that we kept talking about it and I just kept like playing it out and wondering how I could make it comfortable and how I could um, not be super stressed, I realized that like what I actually desired was a really calm, special time with my grandparents. And having him there didn't align with what I desired. And so I canceled Thanksgiving with my grandparents. And you know, I will find another time to um, go bring them meals like I do and go spend time with them, um, quality time where it really is just us but that i didn't have to put myself in a position to be uncomfortable and possibly unsafe in my own home like my home is my sanctuary and i don't want to put my daughter in those situations i don't want to put myself in those situations and that is my very first tip i'm not even going to bury the lead my very first tip is to start with what you desire not what you don't want right like so often we're like I don't want um, to have awkward conversations. I don't want to sit next to this person. I don't want people to talk about politics, uh, whatever it might be. And we are more focused on what we are trying to avoid or what we lack. Um, I know I used to do that a lot. Like I used to feel like I lacked a family. I felt like I lacked like that stereotypical Hallmark family And that made me feel really terrible about myself. Um, And I know that some of you also have had that experience. But one of the best things that I ever did was start to change my mindset toward what do I want? What do I desire my holiday season to look like? How do I want it to go? I mean, it's as easy as thinking like back to my daughter's 10, but when she was three years old, she was like, Mama, I want a bright blue, navy Christmas tree. And I was like, wow, who – Who says we can't have a bright blue navy Christmas tree? Like nobody says. Like we get to play by our own rules right now. So that is the tree that we've had. Uh, for seven years. And it's amazing. So that's a good example. She just stated her desire, no emotional outburst, no crate, like not making herself feel bad for what she wanted, not being like, oh shit, like I have to have the perfect main pine tree. She just wanted the blue tree. And that's such a great example of to start with what you desire. So in your holiday season, I want to ask you, what is it that would make this a holiday season you felt like you were thriving and that you weren't just, you know, white knuckling the steering wheel of <laughs> stereotypes in your family or in your life. Like, so what do you desire? Do you desire a calm and peaceful conversation around the table? Do you desire no drinking? Do you desire an adults-only party? I don't know what it is. I don't know, but I want you to start with what is it that I desire this holiday season? What would work for me, not for me. Because a lot of times what happens is the holidays happen to us. They do not happen for us. And we aren't really active participants in making them happen for us. Um, Usually we just, you know, we just throw on our seatbelt and here we go. We just strap in for the ride and I'm here to be like, no, we don't have to do that. It doesn't have to happen to us. We can have a more proactive, intentional, conscious approach to the holidays and the best way to do that, the best way that is going to feel good is to start by answering with what do you want it to look like? What do you desire? What do you dream of when you think of your perfect holiday scenario? And that's where you begin. That's where you start. The second tip that I have is from my favorite American Buddhist nun, Pema Chodron. And she has this incredible book, and audio book called Don't Bite the Hook. And it's exactly as it implies. Don't bite the hook. You know my <laughs> – I have so many family members who will just say the thing to like stir the pot. To like rile you up, to get you to play that role of banter. And it's like, it's like truly, it's like they are throwing you a fishing line, and you can choose to bite down on that hook and engage or not. So, don't bite the hook is a lot about in, and especially as Pema Chodron she teaches it, is about finding freedom from anger and resentment and other destructive emotions that really leave us feeling very unlike ourselves. Right? Like, like I was talking about earlier. You know, when we, when we bite the hook, when we do the thing that is expected, when we play that role that is kind of pushed on us, and then we honestly choose to identify as in our family of origin, with our friends, with our with our spouses, with our kids, you know, instead of consciously choosing how we want to be, a way that makes us feel really proud of ourselves, a way that we don't um, feel embarrassed by. And one of the best ways to do that is to not bite the hook. Um, the other way that I teach this a lot is to use the power of a pause, take a deep breath, have a pause, and notice, okay, how am I used to reacting to this person, this situation, this dynamic? Or how do I want to respond? And in that, you're going to find freedom, liberation. You're going to find power. Oh, that's the word. You're going to find this power to say, wait a minute, I'm going to respond to this in a way that feels Very authentic to who I am as a person now in this moment. The next thing is you can set loving boundaries beforehand. You can set them before the party, before the dinner, before Christmas morning. You can set boundaries beforehand. And I think a lot of people think that, oh my God, like if I say it, then I'm going to like set this weird tone. And it's like, yeah, you are going to set a tone, you are going to set a precedent. But you can focus on the boundaries that you need for yourself. So this is not about controlling other people. I think so often people set boundaries and they're like, I'm going to change this person. This person needs to fall in line. This person needs to do what I said so that I can react how I want to react. And that's that's just not real life. Healthy, loving boundaries that actually work come from us internally saying, what do I need? What is it that I need to feel safe, respected, confident? And how can I stand up for myself? So it would be the example of, I don't want you to drink (laughs) to someone. Well, we can't control that. Versus if you drink, I am going to leave the party. I am not shaming you. I'm not trying to control you. I'm letting you know that the safest thing for me to do in my life is leave if you begin drinking. That way, we don't have to do the thing. We don't have to do the dance. We don't have to do the thing that we've always done. I have had to do that a lot in my life. I have um, gone no contact with people in my life. And there it's their choice you know you can be in my life if you are sober but when you are drinking this feels dangerous so i choose to not have you in my life until you choose sobriety that day may never come but my choice is to not engage when you're drinking so that's an example of setting loving boundaries that are good for you and they are not controlling another person i think that that's that's the the most generous kind thing we can do. And again, this is going to start with us being able to radically say what it is that we want, how we want to feel, how we want our holidays to look, how we want our days to look, how we want our families to be. And a lot of times we're not taught that we even have that authority over our own lives. We are made to feel like, well, this is just how the family is and these are how the dynamics are and you are gonna fall in line or you're gonna be kicked out of the tribe, right? Like that's where all of this stress and The reason we're all in therapy, like it, it, you know, it's like, I don't feel like I have a voice in my family, or I don't feel like I'm seen in my family, or I don't feel heard in my relationships. And it comes from this space of really how I think we need to heal it is by identifying, I want to feel heard. So, what actions, what changes can I make? What roles can I stop playing so that I am going more toward what I desire? than what I lack or what I want to avoid. And a lot of times, this is going to be uncomfortable. It's not what we are taught to do. In fact, we are conditioned, especially as women, to do something completely different. We're taught to abandon ourselves before we ever, ever disappoint anyone else. And I think that that maybe is in and of itself like its own tip. It's like, how committed can you be to letting other people be disappointed before you disappoint yourself, before you walk away from yourself, before you choose someone else's comfort, needs, desires over your own. And I say that in a way that's like, okay, first of all, this is not a moment where we are going to employ perfection. This is a practice. And when, you know, I'm 37 years old and for my whole life, I was taught like, make other people feel better than you do. Like, don't, like, don't make it weird, you know? And how many times I put myself in dangerous, unsafe, weird, terrible positions because I was taught, like, don't, don't make it uncomfortable for other people. And certainly did I make it uncomfortable in my family when I said to my grandparents, like, you are very welcome to my house, but like I invited you. I did not invite the unhinged uncle. And yeah, Like I totally disappointed my grandpa. My favorite person on the planet is super bummed. And that's okay because I feel good about my choice. It's the choice that was right for me. It's the choice that I feel like is right for my daughter and my life and the life that I have and the life that I want. So I would have to say think to yourself what feels most important here. How do I consciously choose myself. And this is really fun. So the last one that I want to think about is like, what is your favorite self doing? I know a lot of times we talk about like the roles that we have to play and like how we don't want to step out of line. And we have this kind of like way that we have to be. And I want, and this is a concept that I come up with. It's called your favorite self. And if your favorite self had a seat at the holiday table, if if the you that you felt most proud of that you want to embody, the woman that you want to be, that you are working toward, what would she do? How would she act? How would she show up? That's a really grounding thought, I think, when I am Noticing, like, am I am I shifting out of out of my like authentic, highest, best self in order to accommodate how comfortable everyone else is, or am I in like favorite self energy? Am I in self energy that is connected, um, that's creative, that's calm, that's more curious uh, than is really willing to ask more questions than to be right, and that is. I don't know. That's like one of my favorite moves that always sends me back into my power. Is like, what would my favorite self do in this moment? Well, she'd be like, lighthearted. hearted. She would um, be wearing a dope outfit. Um, she would, she would be curious. She wouldn't bite the hook. She would be more she would have a more playful energy even even on tough subjects. And so that's probably my last tip is to think about what is your favorite self? What is the self that you're working toward wanting you to step into this holiday season? I mean, on a practical level, sometimes you just have to go outside and take a deep breath. Sometimes you have to I mean, this is a big one that I have learned from therapy is like orient myself like Sometimes when we, I mean, I hate the word, but like when we get triggered, when we disassociate, when we are drinking um, in order to kind of escape how we feel, one of the best things you can do is like name where you are, look around, get grounded, feel your toes on the floor, feel your palms or your hands, go outside, walk in the earth, um, sit down for a second, stop doing, start being. These are all just really good ways that like I've utilized in my life. And I think that by centering yourself also beforehand and thinking about like what loving boundaries do I need to be setting? Uh, What is my favorite self need for me? How and when do I typically bite the hook and what would I like to do differently? What is it that I desire this holiday season versus what am I trying to avoid? Um, What do I feel like I'm lacking and how do I focus on what I do want and how I do want it to be versus what it isn't. And how can I choose myself? How can I not play roles? How can I live by my own authority, by my own rules? How can I focus less on controlling others and more on doing what's right for me and learning because there's a learning curve learning how to share that with the people that i do ultimately want in my life and i'm going to stop there because of course wouldn't you know there are gardeners who are blowing leaves right outside of my window and that just feels like a really good place to end If you have questions that come up after this episode, please write to me. If you have a question that just comes up because of this episode, write to me. I love nothing more than thinking about your questions and how you can find your own answers. I can't wait to be back. It'll probably be not next week, but the week after will be the next episode. And I hope that you thrive this Thanksgiving. I can't wait to hear. I want to know. I want to know. Did you survive? And do we have to work a little bit harder to (laughs) set these in place for Christmas or Kwanzaa or any holiday that's coming up? Or did you thrive and you're ready to double down and really dive into this work a little bit more for the next holiday? Okay. I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.